0: Hey everybody, it's Shaman Sister Sin, and you're listening to the Meditations and More podcast brought to you by littleshaman.org. That's me, the Little Shaman. Today I wanted to talk to you about the cycle of abuse and what happens when victims become abusers. This is more common than many people might realize, so I thought we could talk about it on the show today. You may have heard the saying before, hurt people hurt people. It means that when someone is hurt, they often lash out and hurt other people many abusive people were, in fact, victims of abuse themselves as children. That includes narcissists and psychopaths. The majority of the time, abuse, neglect, or both are found in the backgrounds of abusive people. And this makes sense, of course. When this behavior is what is modeled for people, it's much more likely that they will become that way themselves, especially considering the developmental issues that often occur emotionally with children in these situations and considering that it has been shown that even non-physical abuse can change and damage the brain. It's very important to remember also that despite what many people think, spoiling a child is abuse. When I say abuse and neglect, I am including indulgence in that. Spoiling and overindulging children has the same psychological and emotional effects on them that neglect does. So that's very important to remember. There is often some pushback against this idea as if the notion that abusers could ever have been victims is somehow dangerous or maybe even absurd. It's really not. When people are abused, they feel angry, they feel hurt, they feel oppressed and unable to defend themselves. They feel treated unfairly and unable to rectify the situation. Some people react to these things by becoming bullies, by becoming batterers, by trying to dominate and oppress or hurt others. Some react by becoming nurturing, by becoming sympathetic, by trying to support and uplift and help other people. Some react by becoming submissive and codependent and trying to please other people even to their own detriment. Some people react with a combination of these different things. It's important to remember that just because something doesn't match up with your own personal experience... That doesn't mean it's not possible. Everyone is not the same. Not everyone who is abused comes out of it with empathy for victims. Some people come out of it quite the opposite. But so why is there reluctance to accept this idea for some people that abusers have been victims in their lifetime? Maybe the idea that the abuser was a victim at one time seems like it's giving the abuser an excuse. Now, it isn't, regardless of the way society might see it. Just because someone was once a victim does not give them an excuse for anything. It is never an excuse to be abusive. Maybe the abuser being a victim at one time creates a feeling of sympathy or humanity for some people and they feel safer and maybe even a little bit superior seeing the abuser as this monstrous, inhuman entity that was just born evil and stayed evil. That's totally understandable, if a little bit unrealistic. Certainly, there are some people who fit that bill, but the overwhelming majority of abusers, including narcissists, are dysfunctional human beings making selfish choices. There's really no need to make it into more than that if it's not, because really, as we can see just looking at history, that is absolutely bad enough. We can see how damaging abuse can be to children, but what if the victim of abuse isn't a child? What if they are an adult in a voluntary relationship? Can they also become abusive themselves as a result of being abused? The answer is yes, they can. In fact, we hear about that all the time. People become resentful, nasty, angry, and even cruel to their abuser because they have so much rage toward this person. Others may get out of the relationship, but they find themselves behaving that way toward people who don't deserve it, who didn't do anything to them. When this happens, it's often very distressing because most people don't want to act like that. Most people don't want to be mean or cruel or behave suspiciously toward people who have done nothing wrong. In all of these situations, this happens because narcissism is, at its core, a defense mechanism. It becomes pathological when, instead of growing out of these behaviors as a child, a person grows into them, usually because they're in an environment that supports that through abuse, neglect, or indulgence. When someone has been abused or is in a very hostile combative environment for a long period of time, they often find that they too behave this way on occasion. It can even become the way they behave all the time. This is not just because hostility and abuse have become the norm in their life, but because almost everybody will develop defensive narcissistic behaviors in these situations. Interestingly, the behaviors and symptoms associated with complex post-traumatic stress disorder, or CPTSD, are very similar to the behaviors and symptoms associated with pathological narcissism. It begs the question then, could pathological narcissism actually be some form of pathological PTSD? This all makes a lot of sense, and these things affect both children and adults much the same way. If someone never acknowledges your needs, you may unconsciously begin to focus only on your needs to make sure they don't get ignored. If someone continually attacks you, you may become hypersensitive and overreactive because you're expecting to be attacked, you're expecting to be hurt. If someone continually provokes or starts arguments with you, you might become snappy, irritable, and angry all the time because you're constantly anticipating a fight. These are defensive behaviors and they can become a habit as can the emotions that often go with them. You might start thinking of other people as manipulative, sneaky, as liars, cheaters, abusers, users, and other negative things even if they haven't done anything to deserve that. You may start seeing yourself as a victim in general. This is defensive because your mind wants to be sure that you don't get hurt anymore and if it identifies everybody as a threat, that won't happen. This is not fair to other people or to you. It's a toxic mindset that creates far more problems than it will ever solve. Look at narcissists for a perfect example of the damage that this can do. Everybody is not toxic. Everybody is not an abuser and everybody is not selfish or manipulative. Most importantly, you are not a victim. You are strong and you do have power. You just have to realize that. So if you find yourself reacting in ways that you don't like, it's time to ask yourself what you're really afraid of. You may have internalized and personalized much of the abuse that you've been through and you might have begun to think of yourself as a bad, worthless, or damaged person that no one will ever love. You can't trust other people if that's what you believe about yourself and you can't truly believe anybody loves you if you don't think you deserve it. It might be that you need time to work on healing yourself before involving other people in a situation that you are not ready for and that's not going to be fair to them. If you work on healing yourself, you'll be ready for healthy relationships with healthy people and you'll be strong enough to end unhealthy relationships before the situation gets out of control. I hope that clears a few things up for you. As always, I look forward to your comments, questions, and suggestions, so please keep those coming. I take appointments online, over the phone, through text, and also through email. So if you're interested in speaking with me, you can visit shaman.org and click the Book and Appointment tab to go ahead and do that. Or you can use the link that's available in the information section of this video. You've been listening to the Meditations and more podcasts brought to you by littleshaman.org. That's me, the Little Shaman. May the Great Spirit bless you and have a wonderful day.